Well, welcome back to Harmonize Your Life, conversations on self-care for women of color with your host, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. Well, I'm glad to have you back here with us on today. I'm so excited about our guest who is here with us today, and I want to bring her into our into our screen so that you can see her lovely face. And I believe that you're going to enjoy our conversation. Um, I have with me today Dr. Irene Abrams of Abrams, Abrams Next Level Coaching, and we're going to have a wonderful conversation today concerning something that I don't know how many people actually think about when we when we think about uh, self-care, health, and wellness. You know, this podcast is a lifestyle podcast, um, and I am passionate about self-care for women of color. Yes. And my guest on today is a wonderful um, uh, guest for us to talk about this topic that we're going to be talking about today. We are going to be discussing on the Harmonize Your Life conversations on self-care for women of color, this issue of financial wellness. And I would that you would help me welcome to our podcast audience today, Dr. Irene Abrams. Welcome, Dr. Irene Abrams. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Tony. It's such an honor and pleasure to be here with you. I truly adore you and Bishop Alvarado. You guys are like my favorite people ever. <laughs> Besides your Bishop and your friend. Oh my God. I love Bishop and Bishop Brackett and Lady Brackett. They are family to me. Um, I think I was telling you before the broadcast, I've been a member of Rainbow Word Church for 24 years. I mm-hmm. literally um, was a PK, grew up in my grandfather's church, left his church um, once I went to college moved to Chicago and joined under um, Dr. Virgil C. Brackett and yeah. never left. He is family to me. Yeah. And yeah. I was able to witness your husband, Bishop Alvarado, ordain him as a bishop a few years ago. And it was just life-changing, not only to Bishop, but to me and our ministry. Wow. Well, I am, uh, of course, we are family. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, we are family, part of the Grace Fellowship of Churches International under Bishop Jonathan Alvarado, who uh, who is my wonderful husband of 20, almost 28 years. I can't believe that. And then, um, of course, we love your bishop, Bishop Brackett, and uh, first lady, Ira Brackett. So, Dr. Irene Abrams, I am so glad to have you on the podcast uh, today um, because I want to talk about this issue of financial wellness. Absolutely. Um, you know, um, this um, this idea, um, the reason I brought you on, we are definitely um, still yet in a global pandemic. Yes. And one of the aspects of this pandemic that has hit hard, hard for most people is the issue of our financial life, right? Um, so when we look at the wellness wheel, there are six areas of wellness that we must concern ourselves with in order to live a holistic life. Mm-hmm. So we look at most people when we think about wellness, the first thing, aspect of wellness that we consider or think about is the issue of 
uh, physical wellness, right? right? And so, and while that is very much uh, a part of wellness, a key part of wellness, there are actually six aspects when we look at the wellness wheel that you and I, all of us should be concerned about. So there's the physical wellness, there's emotional or mental wellness, mm-hmm. there is um, 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 social wellness, our relationships, how we are in our relationships with others. Um, there is the um, there's spiritual wellness. Um, most of us uh, um, uh, being connected to a faith community or or uh, having our relationship um, spiritual connections are important mm-hmm. to our wellness. So there's but there's physical, there's mental uh, or and emotional, there's social, our relationships with each other, our spiritual wellness. Then there is. Um, um, occupational wellness, talking about our careers and making yeah. sure we are in um, uh, line with our purpose, our destiny, and that we're working jobs that we don't hate and Absolutely. that we're, we're fulfilled in our work, right? Mm-hmm. And that's an aspect of wellness. And Absolutely. then there is an issue that I want us to talk about today because of your background. Um, and I want to read a little bit of your bio. So okay. And why I asked you. So Dr. Irene Abrams is the Dean of the Online Innovative Programs for the for JBS. JBS stands for again, the Jones the Business, Business School. School. Jones Business School. And she yeah. has yeah, the Joseph Business School. Joseph, I'm sorry, yeah. the Joseph Business School. And she has over 20 years of progressive experience in strategic planning, operations, management, project management, and planning building and managing high-performing teams, business process mapping, new program innovative development. Her experience includes um, her experience includes adjunct includes adjunct faculty, curriculum development, strategic partnership development, as well as professional development workshops and entrepreneurship training programs. Dr. Abrams received her bachelor's in mass communication and film studies from Southwestern College, an MBA in marketing from Keller Graduate School of Management, and a doctorate of business administration in marketing and entrepreneurship from Walden University. And you and your husband, uh, Mitchell, are uh, owners of Abrams Next Level Coaching, which is an uh, organization that deals with entrepreneurs and financial uh, wellness. Absolutely. Yes. And so talk to us today, Irene, about um, um, this whole idea of financial wellness. What does that mean and what does that look like? Well, financial wellness, what it means is it's a state of being where you have control of your day-to-day and month-to-month expenses. And you're able to have the capacity to absorb the financial shock of your life as well as work towards your financial goals. And so I I have a lot of statistics here. I'm a a teacher by nature. And so I want to give the audience some, a level, I want us to have a level playing field so you can understand the importance of why being financially sound and having, um, being educated in financial literacy is going to be important. So 60% of African-Americans have less than $50,000 to retire on. That number, that is ridiculous. 40% of African-Americans 
don't have enough money to afford an emergency expense of $400. And the African-American dollar only stays in our community for six hours, but it stays in other communities six days. And so what it says to me is there's such a definite wealth uh, gap and wealth divide because of the lack of resources and education when it comes to how we spend money, but but even taking a step back, how we think about money. And one of the uh, courses that my husband and I teach, along with um, Dr. Felicia Owens, we teach about finance, but we teach about it from your whole mindset, like transforming how you think about money. And I think that's kind of where it starts in our community, Dr. Tony. Just that financial wellness, it has to start growing up, like how we were taught about money. And it starts with the mind. And it's very important because to hear that stat that 60% of African-Americans don't even retire with $50,000 and then half of Americans, no matter what color we are, don't have enough money to retire at all. Wow. Wow. Which yeah. is why many people, we're working beyond the age, age that we, you know, that we should be working. Yeah. Or, we're, you know, we get and, you know, my our financial planner, Bishop Alvarado and I, our financial planner is Frank Arnold from ICI um, okay. Financial Services here in Atlanta. And he says that one of the travesties of life is outliving your money. Oh, my goodness. And he yeah, yes. he talks about it's it, when we outlive our money. And he was saying that, you know, most like for you, like most people do not have enough money to retire. And so or we get down to retirement and we're living on very meager means. Uh, and um, we're not, you know, we're, we may we may be sick physically. Um, yeah. We're not able to work. Uh, I mean, because we're not able to retire or rest or God forbid we have some type of medical condition that right. requires finances and one disease can take you can really take you out in terms of financially. Well, and, and financial literacy is so important because it equips you with the skills and it equips you with the knowledge so that you can make effective decisions about your money and about how you spend your money and how you invest your money. And so you have to think when you think about financial wellness, couples, divorce, family split up, People have mental breakdowns because of finances, because of money. People are in a state of depression because of lack of money, lack of money management. Um, and so, especially with this pandemic, what I saw was people were losing their jobs. And I was grateful that the government stepped in with the stimulus check and the government stepped in unemployment. I know here in Illinois, mm -hmm. they really did a good job with uh, providing people with unemployment very, very quick mm -hmm. and they stopped evictions. They stopped foreclosures because it could have been extremely worse than what it was. And I noticed that people were very depressed during this pandemic, not because they weren't able to go anywhere, but because suddenly they lost their jobs. They lost, you know, the, uh, the ability to make money. Some industries never even really recovered. When you look at the hospitality industry, um, a lot of restaurants, they can't operate at full capacity. So now they have to pick and choose who can come to work. You can, in Illinois, you can only sit, sit like six to a table. So when you think about the economy, the effect that, yeah. that COVID has had, people are having to make choices. And when they shut the schools down, I know in, in, in the in Illinois area, there were families that were affected because they didn't have food 
to feed their children. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and our church is located in the inner city. We had a program where in the summertime we fed children in our community. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Our church is in the Austin Mm -hmm. community, which is one of the highest crime high it's 90% poverty level in the Austin community. And what our Bishop wanted to do was be able to feed and clothe the community and we were able to do that. But when COVID hit, we weren't, we had to stop. And so, you know, you have to think about how this pandemic has affected people financially. And it's been a travesty. We were almost back into the Great Depression times. Yeah. And it, it we, we are in a very, very bad state when it comes to. Um, now, what's interesting, though, it, um, Wall Street seems to be booming, but. Main Street is suffering. Wall Street is booming in this pandemic. Big businesses are booming and making money. But your average American, I was just reading, I just saw a stat that came today that said that most Americans are living on less than $200, are making it on less than $200 a week as a result of the the um, the the um, the stimulus of uh, uh, not being the Congress not being able to come to an agreement on extending uh, the government assistance, all of the, the all of that has failed, and so people are hurting financially. Yeah. People are really hurting financially. So things are as it is. With things being as it is, what kind of things can we do in this pandemic, in this culture that we're in? Before, um, you know, we can do, we really can't do anything about what happened before. No. Although we can do something about changing our mindset. And I'm glad oh. you brought that up about mindset and trans- transforming our mindset and thinking about money differently. So, in this COVID environment that we're in, where things are as they are, um, people have been laid off from jobs or businesses are small businesses, especially are being impacted. Yes. Not, like you said, with restaurants, if you, most restaurants now cannot even serve at capacity. No. Mm-mm. And so I, I was in a restaurant yesterday because, um, I was at a retreat and at the retreat site, there was a restaurant. Um, at, at the resort where I was staying, there's a restaurant on site. And so um, I had stayed at this resort before. We we facilitated our retreat there before, and I was it was a particular item on the menu that mm-hmm. I was ordering, and I went to order it, and I didn't see it on the menu. So I asked the waitress about it, and she said to me, "We're not carrying that anymore." And I said, "Oh wow!" And she said, "Yes, this." Um, and I asked her, I said, can you, do you mind explaining to me why um, you don't carry this item anymore? And she, and, um, she said, yeah, well, since the pandemic, we took it off our menu. She said, it's expensive to order that. She said to keep it in stock was too expensive. So they took yes. it off the menu. And because of their volume, they're not able to seat as many people. They can't service many people. So now the, the menu is diminished. Because they had to diminish the number of people they were serving, which meant it impacted the bottom line. Yes. yes. So in every area, we are seeing how we are being impacted um, by this um, by this um, this um, virus, by this. And one of the main areas that we're being impacted is in our finances. So things are as they are. So what can we do now? 
So I do have some tips and I wrote, I took some notes because I wanted to make sure some points that I wanted to bring out. So a stat that I want to bring out before I give you some tips is 55% of blacks are either unbanked or underbanked. And and that's important because I know here in, in Illinois and Chicago, we have what's called the currency exchange. A lot of uh, people are still cashing their checks using the currency exchange. And um, we are either unbanked or underbanked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people here use what's called the currency exchange. It's just like a corner store. Mm-hmm. A corner, it's supposed to be an exchange of currency when you uh-huh. travel to different countries, but people here use it as a bank. And so one of the first things that I would say to help people budget and manage their money is truly use a bank, you know, get a bank with the money that you have establish a, a checking and a savings account. That is very important because you want to be able to have a place where you're able to put your money. Now they do have some different uh, types of banking now that are digital. They have like Chime banking, which is app based. Um, and so, you know, I would recommend one of those. I would recommend a credit union, but it's, you have to make sure that your money is in some sort of financial institution. But I want to talk to people that don't live off of a budget. What's going to be important is you write down all of your expenses. How much money do you have coming in and how much money do you have going out? And put yourself on a 30-day spending fast. I know that that's often hard to do. We often buy, you know, because we're impulsive. But the word of God tells us that the plans of the diligent lead to profit and as surely as haste leads to poverty. So we want to make sure that we're planning and we know what's coming in our house and what's going out. I would definitely say write it down. Write okay. down all of your expenses. Okay, I want to stop you for one second. So I, I put up here your first point. Use mm-hmm. the bank and establish a checking account. Absolutely. Okay, so that's one of the things that we can do. Um, now, I want to go back. Um, that was your first point. Your second point was, because I'm typing these in for, for our okay. guests as they're, as they're watching. So use a bank and establish a checking account. What was your second one? Write down all of your expenses. Write down all of your expenses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's important to really know like what bills you have compared to how much money you have coming in your house. Okay. All right. Write down. All of your expenses. Mm-hmm. Okay, write down and and this is this is you would think that people knew this, and you would think this was um common knowledge or this was common practice for most people, but this there are still a lot of people not writing down all of their expenses. And so if you don't know what's coming in, I mean if you don't know what's going out, you really can't manage, you know, what, you know, what's, what, if you don't know what's coming in and what's going out, you're not going to be able to manage your life financially. No. And, and I was one of those people, you know, I, when me and my husband got, well, fart when we were dating, um, he was always good with money and I was terrible. Um, my mom used to save me like all the time when I graduated from college and I was just living on my own. She she was like my safety net, you know, because I would spend all my money on frivolous things and she would just send me money to pay my bills. And so once we got married, you know, Mitchell was like, you're going to have to stop that. You definitely have to plan out how to spend money. So he was the one that kind of 
you know, he was the accounting major. He's the accountant. Um, and so he would sit me down and really help me see how I was spending my money. And then when we uh, sat down and we created a budget together and how to live off of a budget, that was one of the best things I think I, I could have ever done in my life was learning how to live off of a budget. Otherwise, um, and then just learning discipline. I was very much an impulsive spender and that's not good, which is why I mentioned, I think it's important for people that have problems uh, with money to definitely mm -hmm. go on a 30 day spending fast to see. Go on a 30 day spending fast. I'm putting this up here. Now I want to say something about that. A 30, 30 day spending fast. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. putting that up there. I'm putting that up there. 30 days spending fast. Now, let me let me say something about that, because one of my our saving graces um, in this pandemic for the Alvarados and for those members of our church who did who participated um, right in January, Bishop Alvarado um, called a financial fast for our church. <laughs> and um, what a financial fast is, if you've never done one, is. Um, what you're talking about. It's a 30 day, but we did a 90 day and we didn't, into, we didn't enter into any contracts during that time. We didn't buy anything, but what was necessary, uh, we were not eating out. We were, we were to eat at home, eat food that we already had at home. Yes. So we were going to buy stuff just to put it in the house to say we were eating at home. So we were eating, we, he was saying, eat yourself out of house and home. In other words, eat what's yes. already there. Because we have food in our refrigerator, in our cupboards that we never cook or we never eat. And we go out and continue to buy stuff, buy stuff. But he was like, use the stuff that's already there. So we did that. And that 90-day spending fast or financial fast that we went on was our saving grace. I paid off more debt this year with less money coming into my house than I did um, prior to, um, than I did last year. Yes. And, um, important because yeah, our income was impacted when we weren't able to go, um, when our ministry, our itinerant ministry fundamentally shut down. Right. Right. Not traveling, not preaching, not going to conferences and honorariums and things of that nature stopped. And so, Thanks be to God, we were already on um, doing our, we were already managing our finances in a healthy way. And so because of that, that 90 day financial fast that we went on, so many of our members talked about how it helped them and they were already prepared when the pandemic yeah. hit. They were already prepared financially for what was coming. Oh, that, I mean, that, that is key right there. That, that is really what helped me is to see that's when I knew that I was um, an impulsive spender, you know, I would see something that I wanted. And so what I did was I put myself on this fast where when I wanted to buy something, I didn't, I saved that money. I didn't purchase it. And so I was able to kind of see how much money I was actually spending. So I definitely believe everyone should do uh, a 30 day spending fast. That will most definitely show you where, you're at um, with spending and something else I want um, to talk about too, really quick when it comes to where you're at financially is checking your credit score, checking your credit report, seeing what your credit is like. Um, before, uh, while I was um, engaged to get married, I had another situation with 
credit, Mitchell and I was looking for furniture and I didn't even know someone had stolen my credit, um, my identity. And um, the the people at the furniture store was basically like, um, yeah, looking at your uh, credit, like they were about to call the police. I was going to get like arrested on site because it was like identity fraud, identity theft. Um, you know, like my whole um, identity was just stolen. So that was just like a wake up call for me to make sure that I check my credit, to make sure I understand and know exactly what's on there so I can see, you know, how much money um, I've borrowed, how much money I need to pay back. And so that's something that people don't think about as well, because, you know, when the Bible talks about having a good name, your credit is your name. It is. It is. It is. And I'm going to tell you something. It's nothing like it's there is no. There are some great feelings in this life. And one of those great feelings is having a great credit score. It I'm, is. It is. Well, I've had a horrible credit score in my life. I mean, mm-hmm. and I and now to be able to be have a credit score of well over seven hundred. Oh yes. Eight hundred. <laughs> the first time I got an eight hundred credit score, I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. I can't believe it. But I mean, yes, and check it. Check it regularly because you don't don't know. And especially now that we're in this virtual world where, I mean, it's it's so many scams out here now and people getting your information and can easily steal your identity. So yeah, check your credit score. I check my regularly. I check my my bank. I check my um, checking account, my bank, my accounts and my credit score regularly. Me too. Another I tip. I is, check my. I look. I check my checking account just in case somebody didn't just drop something in there. That God just said, "Here, you was a blessing." <laughs> I'm looking for a miracle in my checking account. <laughs> oh my goodness. Me too. I mean, that really brings me to my next point: is um, writing when you write down all your bills, write down like the due date and put calendar reminders in your phone. So that you can pay your bills on time. That helps build credit score. That helps build relationships with lenders as well as um, holding you accountable that you're going to pay your bills. Because it's easy to say, oh, my light bill is $300. I'm going to put $50 on it and pay the rest later or put $50 on it and spend it on something else. So I think it's important to write down exactly when your bills are due Put a calendar alerts on it and pay your bills on time. That helps talk about financial wellness or talk about mental wellness, having peace. Like Dr. Tony just said, the joy you have knowing that your bills are paid, you're not, you're not dodging those phone calls. This is financial wellness. This is personal (laughs) wellness. Yeah, and I'm and I'm so glad that you connected it to peace and um, our mental health and all of that because people a lot of times don't see the connection between our finances and our peace, our finances, yes, and our physical wellness. Because if your money is not right, you're not right. No, Sorry. no. If my money is not right, it impacts my mood. It impacts how I feel. It impacts how Bishop and I talk to each other. It impacts how, you know, you 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 have less patience 
with your with your family, with yourself, with I mean, I'm telling you, if money is not right, and even yes. married couples, I remember when Bishop and I first got married, we I mean, you know, we were so broke we couldn't pay attention, you know. And uh, we brought, both of us brought debt into our marriage, we brought horrible credit scores into our marriage, and thanks be to God. Um, through years of of paying off our bills, yes. doing what we needed to do, becoming faithful tithers and givers in the house of the Lord, and giving beyond that, sowing and giving into other people. And as God began to bring resources, and we became good stewards over the finances that God brought into our lives, it improved every aspect of our marriage and our relationship. And I I can remember when we first got married. Talking about money was was an issue, you know, and a lot of couples are wondering why they can't yeah. get along. It, it, listen, you need to check what's happening with your money. You need Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so those calendar reminders and do for do yes. that. That's good. 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 And connecting that to our mental health is so. It really is. Yeah, and and you really helped me with my the other point I was going to have talking about sewing and tides and offering. You sow your way out of debt. You really can sow your way out of debt. God tells us that when we open that he, when we pay our tithes, He'll open up the windows of heaven over us and pour us out a blessing that there won't be room enough for us to receive it. So we pay our tithes and we give our offering. Um, I like to hear, you know, um, Bishop said you can have open windows and empty pockets. Like we, you want to make sure you tithe and you give your offering. And um, I believe in sowing into people. And sometimes people think, oh, I don't have money to sow. No, you always have money to sow. You can sow your way um, out of debt and believe God and put arrows and directions on your seed. I do it all the time. Lord, I'm sowing this seed for this. Or, Lord, I'm sowing this seed for that. And um, But write it down because you, you still want to keep track of the money that's going out of your house. Just make sure that you write it down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and other, and so sowing and, uh, and giving, um, yes, through tithing and giving and giving, not just, I mean, I start there with the tithe. I start there with my giving in the yes. house of the Lord, but even beyond that philanthropic works, yes. sowing and giving into yes. scholarship funds and mm-hmm. people and, and unrecorded giving. And when I mean unrecorded by, by unrecorded, not my own recording, right? Of what I got going out, but what I mean by it is sometimes just sewing into people, not necessarily that I'm going to get a letter in return that says, "Hey, I gave this amount to someone else so that I can turn it in for my for my tax return." But I mean, just when God blesses me, having a generous heart and a generous spirit to when I see a need, absolutely. I, I did something this week. I sold into some friends this week. I had 10 friends that I sent something to in the mail and I just sold it into them. Right. I purchased yes. items and I went and I mailed them because some of them don't even live in my state. Right. And yeah. I sold it. And literally when I left the post office, I went to the grocery store and I was purchasing some things for me. And I, a, a gentleman was in front of me in the store and as the um, the store clerk started to ring, she, you know how they have the little thing there to divide your your yeah. item, person in front of you or in back of you, and um, she just started grabbing my items before I could even put down the little the little thing to 
I guess the divider. Right. Before I could do that, she started grabbing my items and bringing it up on the gentleman's tab in front of me. And I, so I immediately was like, ma'am, those are not his items. Those are mine. And so she was like, oh no, I'm so sorry. And so she started taking the items off of his bill. It was only like two or three that she put on there. And I still had a whole stack of things, you know, that she hadn't touched or that I was waiting to ring up. And so the, so I said, no, those are not his. And so she said, I'm so sorry. So she started taking those things off of his bill. And then, um, I made a joke out of it. The man, uh, we laughed, the, the gentleman laughed and I laughed and I said, Oh, I said, I, I was like, Oh Lord, I guess somebody, I said, I didn't know what was happening here. If somebody was just getting ready to be a blessing to me, you know, I just kind of made, was trying to make yeah. life. And so he looked and he told the girl as she started taking my stuff off, he said, no, 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 leave her stuff on there. As a matter of fact, put all her items on my bill. And I was like, blown away you know and i've heard of people doing stuff like that yes, mm-hmm. but, I mean, but it was just such a kind gesture yes. and so when you have a generous heart and you are a giver yes you know what i'm saying but you know what um um and, and those blessings will come back to you um really will we all we know that and i'm a witness of that but the but the truth of the matter is irene i have not always been in that position no I have not always been in a place where I can tithe and sow and give and and just be free hearted concerning that. And it wasn't until I got my financial life together. Yes. That's, and that's and it. maintaining that, because it yes. takes work to maintain that over the years. That's a part of self-care. That and is a part, part of self-care. self-care that we don't often talk about. You know, we talk about financial health. But we don't relate it to self-care. And we, you know, mainly we talk about self-care. We want to talk about mental health, which finances is connected to that. It's connected. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. It, it is. It Financial wellness is so connected because I can tell you, like, I remember my grandparents just struggling and it being, they, he was a, my grandfather was a pastor, but um, he had to raise you know, not only his children, but his grandchildren. And that was a financial strain and just watching them struggle. And my grandmother started to suffer with depression because of the financial burden. You know, she was like in, you know, older and she kept saying God meant for young women to raise children. You know, now she was raised the whole second generation. So that was an issue, but the, the financial stress that was on her, I just really began to see that. And so that really helped me um, understand that it's important to make sure that you're financially sound because that plays a part in your overall happiness. And so for people out there that go through this vicious cycle of spending money and then not having money, overdrafting your account, not answering phones because of bill collectors, your credit score is at 300 and you're trying to uh, figure out why you are stressed, that's the main reason. It's going to be important for you to make sure that you get your finances in order because then you'll begin to have peace of mind and then you'll begin to um, be happier and expect the manifestations of God in your life. And so finances is a direct correlation 
of happiness. I mean, it really is. And understanding when you understand who you are in God and when you understand that um, the principles of sowing and tithing and when you understand that God wants us to be blessed, it'll really help you um, change your mind about money. It'll help you sit down and be diligent to manage your money because God is allowing us to be stewards over the money that he gives to us. And it's important for us to be good stewards over that money. I want to give another tip really quick about helping people to get out of debt or manage money. Mm -hmm. If you have um, something you're passionate about that you can create a business in, I truly believe one of the true ways to eradicate poverty is through entrepreneurship. Um, you, you, you're able to make a limited amount of money. When you look at, um, the story in first Kings and a prophet asked, what is in your house? And she said, all I have is oil. And he said, you know, take that. And so God is asking you, what is in your house? Use a gift. Can you do hair? Can you do nails? Can you do childcare? What is in your house that can help you create an additional stream of income? that will help take a financial burden um, off of you as well as through entrepreneurship. So that is a tip. If you have a side business or a side passion that you can create into a stream of income, that can help you um, get out of debt as well. And that can help you towards financial freedom. So that is definitely something that I I believe 100% in entrepreneurship. So I got here. Entrepreneurship is a path to financial freedom. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. So you said if you can do hair or whatever it is you can do. I was yes. just talking to um, um, a young lady in my church who's into essential oils and um, she's one of our millennials. And I was telling her, I said, girl, you need to get you an Etsy account, girl, because you could yes. do it. I mean, she's making candles. And I said, "Get, have you ever done Etsy? And I was telling her, get an Etsy account and start selling these candles. She's made some for me and she's making some more. And I told her she made some for me um, for my birthday as a birthday gift. And uh-huh. then I asked her to make me another one a few weeks ago. I was like, girl, I burned out my candle. I need another candle. And so I told her, I said, I want you. I told her what oils I enjoy. And I said, because I like aromatherapy. And I said, I would like you to make me some candles. But this time, Copas is going to pay you for my candles. I told her, I said, thank you for sewing that candle into me for my birthday. But I want to support that. And I I told her, I said, I see a business growing out of this for you. And I told her to get an Etsy account. and, um, And I said, let me pay you. For making candles, oh, for me. yeah. I mean, if I if I can go to um, what Bed Bath and Beyond or absolutely, be all these other places and pay for candles. Why not support one of my young people in a business, a uh, candle making business, or whatever it is? And so, entrepreneurship is a path to financial freedom. Absolutely. Wow. wow. So you know what? We could talk about this forever. <laughs> um, Irene, I am so grateful. Okay. I'm going to go over just real quick the okay. point today uh, because you, you started out and you told us use a bank and establish a checking account. Yes. We're talking about financial wellness, you all. Listen, we're talking about financial wellness. Use a bank, 
and establish a checking account. Stop wasting your money at these checking places that are charging you. And even with these checking accounts, make sure that you're getting the best type of account that's going to yield you some interest and that will um, that's not going to charge you every time you uh, charge you as, uh, exorbitant amounts of money in your account. Um, then you said, write down all of your expenses. Write it down. You got to know what you what's coming in. You got to know what's going out. Write down all of your expenses. You suggested a 30-day spending fast. And I yeah. talked about the 90-day financial fast that we went on as a church. And I know it works. Mm-hmm. I know it works. I've paid off so much debt this yes. year by going on a spending fast. And it's to the point now where I just, I'm just like, I like seeing money in my account. So I'm, yes. why do I need to even spend a whole lot of money? You're not going that many places, you know, eat at home, do whatever you need to do so that you are not spending so much money. Um, Then check your credit score. You said check Mm -hmm. your credit score. That's very, very key. Very important. You said put a calendar reminder for due dates on, on your bills so that you're not late. You know, it costs you to be late on your bills. Yes, it does. It costs you to be late. And then you said, sow your way out of debt through tithing and giving. Yes. Right? Become a generous giver. And then um, you said, finance, your finances are connected to your mental health and overall happiness. Absolutely. You need to understand that Finance, financial wellness is a part of self-care. And last but not least, you said entrepreneurship is a path to financial freedom. Yes, wow. it is. Wow. Irene, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank I just you. want people to be, our, especially our people to be blessed because there's such a wealth gap um, between us and our counterparts is such a wealth gap. And it's important for us to understand and change our mind about money and begin to be the lender and not the borrower. And we have to get our finances in order in order to be able to do that. And that's another point. I need to put that up there. The last last point, change our mind about, you said that at the beginning. Yes. And- you saying it now at the end. I'm adding that because I want them to see that. Change our mind about money. Change your mind about money. You said it earlier that my, the mindset, transforming our mind is where it begins. And I know for me, that's where it began. When I started seeing money differently and started seeing money, um, not just for my own need, but for the purpose and plan of God for my life. And that money is there to facilitate that purpose and plan for God. And because I'm serious about my purpose and my pl- the plan of God for my life, I'm serious about my money. Don't mess Absolutely. with my money. Don't mess with my money. Okay. okay. <laughs> and you know, we from the I'm from the South side. You from the West side. Of Chicago. Yep. You know, we don't play. We don't play. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Thank you again, Irene. Thank you. You are a wonderful woman of God. You are an entrepreneur, so you're not talking from a vacuum. You're talking to us because you know something about uh, financial wellness. Absolutely. Mitchell uh, in the Abrams Next Level Coaching. Um, I want to let them know where they can find you. Let's see here. They can find you. I got here. Your website is there. Uh Would you tell them what they'll find when they go to your website? 
Sure. Um, my husband Mitchell and I, I want to say we've actually celebrated 22 years of marriage this year. Um, we, um, it's a lot coming out, Dr. Tony. We actually have a book coming out next month called Supercharge Your Marriage. And it's about just different topics of uh, things that Mitchell and I went through. Like I talked about the credit. I talked about finances. There's some funny stories in there. But um, when you go to Abrams Next Level Coaching, you'll find we do business coaching. Um, I help organizations, especially non-for-profits, write their strategic plan. Um, Mitchell is an accounting, so he helps. He's actually a forensic accounting. He goes in companies and helps them find min- missing money. Um, he's our church's accountant, our bishop's personal accountant. Um, he's very passionate about helping African-American churches when it comes to making sure their books are in order. Um, but he's an accountant where he's able to go in and find uh, missing money. We go and work with companies together, helping them go to the next level. So some of them are mainly small and medium-sized organizations. We go and help with leadership uh, transition changes and operations and logistics. And so right. both of us just love God and we love doing what we're doing. And um, it's such an honor again to be here with you, Dr. Tony. All right, y'all look up Irene Abrams at Next Level uh, Coaching.com. That's Abrams Next Level Coaching. Abrams, A B R O N S. Next Level Coaching.com on Facebook. I'm saying this for those who are listening and not necessarily watching us on YouTube. So Abrams Next Level Coaching is where you'll find them on YouTube. I mean, on Facebook and mm-hmm. on IG and Twitter. You'll find them at Abrams Next Level. So go there, um, Dr. Irene Abrams. Um, you'll find her and her husband Mitchell, they, Mitchell there at uh, Abrams Next Level coaching. Listen, if you're if this is your first time to the Harmonize Your Life Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast, I want to invite you to join us on YouTube. You can watch this um, um, this interview with um, Dr. Irene Abrams. You can watch this conversation. You can listen and watch. You can listen on your favorite podcast uh, um, um, uh, po- uh, podcast medium, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. And now you can listen and watch us at Dr. Tony G. Alvarado on YouTube. This is the Harmonize Your Life Conversations on Self Care for Women of Color. Ladies, if you've not already, um, signed up to be a member of the Harmonize Your Life uh, Women's Self-Care Network, you need to come on and join our self-care network so that you can get more information on how to be healthy, whole, and to live a holistic life with fun ways for implementing self-care in your life, for satisfying ways and so that you can be healthy and you can uh, be connected to a community that is concerned about self-care for women of color. You can find that information on my website at drtonyalvarado.com. I want you to meet me there on my website. Um, Sign up for the Harmonize Your Life Self-Care Network there. 
uh, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel so that we can um, we can bring more uh, people like Dr. Abrams to you. We have very, very capable women and men. We've had a few men on here too. We've had a few, few good men and some very capable women who have been uh, guests on the Harmonize Your Life Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast because we want to make sure that we are living a lifestyle of harmony we are want to make sure we're living a lifestyle of wellness, wholeness in every area of our lives, especially this week in our financial lives. All right. Thank you again, Irene. Thank, thank you so you. much for being on our show on today. We're grateful. And I can't wait to bring you back again. Maybe when that book comes out, yes. you and Mr. back and we can talk a little more. We'll get Bishop Alvarado in the studio and yes. we'll work together. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks. Hi, this is Dr. Tony Alvarado. I am so delighted about bringing the Harmonize Your Life podcast to you. Would you do me a favor? If you are enjoying this, this podcast, would you email me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com? I want to hear from you. I want your feedback. I want to know if there are any other topics that you are interested in as it relates to wellness, self-care, nutrition, or just overall bringing harmony into your life. Email me, contact me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com.